Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, when will James Harden take the floor with the 76ers amidst his trade request? Find out when Nick Nurse plans to play Harden for the first time this season. And Timberwolves star Carl Anthony Towns, he joins the show live to talk about where he fits against the other NBA big men like Giannis, Jokic, and B. Do not miss that interview. Plus, Las Vegas, they brought up their aces in a historic win last night in Game 2 of the WNBA Finals. Are the Liberty out of luck here? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. He is senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. He is the director of ambiance Richard Riz Jefferson. She is the one and only Chanae Agumake, fresh off the plane from Las Vegas, covering game two of the WNBA Finals. We have a jam-packed show. I got you. Right. Oh, did I leave you hanging? Three yeah, yeah. times. Wow. Wait, can we try it again? Much better. You got it. Uh, here for our exclusive conversation with Sun star Bradley Beal that's coming up here. We're going to start, though, with the clash of the super teams, Richard Jefferson, the Liberty, and the Aces. Game two of the WNBA Finals here. We're going to pick this one up in the first quarter. Asia Wilson was in her bag. Gets down low. Finishes and one. And I love it. The Aces, look, they came out in game one. They dominated game one. And what did they do? They started game two with pure domination. Look at this shot at the buzzer, setting the tone. Look, if you're a road team, you got to try and take the crowd out of it. But that's not what the Liberty were able to do. And it just they just kept going. And it was a train that just kept moving. 38 points in the first quarter. That's the most in WNBA Finals history, Richard. We're going to go ahead to the third quarter here. The Aces up 15 at this point. Well, yeah, look, look, at the end of the day, you know how talented the Liberty are. They closed the gap, but there was just too much Aja Wilson. There was just too much everything from the Aces. They were moving the ball. They were popping it. They were on the defensive end playing it. Come on, come on, girl. Drop her the dime. Jackie Young, 24 points, 8 rebounds. The celebration was excellent. This is a minute later. The Ace is up 19 at this point. I mean, a little no look to Wilson for the layup. Gray had 14 points, 11 assists. Wilson had 26 points. 15 rebounds in this one. The Aces, they cruise 104 to 76 to take a two games to zero lead. And I mean, Aisha Wilson, she continues her dominance in the postseason. She is the third player in WNBA history with 25 points and 15 rebounds in a finals game. She is the third player to do that multiple times. Here she is after the game. I mean, this is something that we've been working on. It's something that we're not new to. This is what we do. And so for us to execute at this time, uh, it's pretty cool. It really is. And, you know, you got to respect it. This league is really, really good. They're a great team. So we kind of keep continue to keep our foot on the gas. I mean, they were good tonight. Uh, I mean, they don't leave me speechless very often. But they, they, uh, they're the real deal. They're the real deal. Their competitiveness and their fight for each other, they're a real team. They're a real team. 
The Aces are only one win away from repeating as WNBA champions. That's something that only has been done twice in the league's history. So, Chanae, what did you see that made the Aces so effective? Look, I'm fresh off of a flight. I'm a little tired, but after witnessing that game, I have no right to say tired because the Aces, they have been able to beat the Liberty at their own game with ball movement, and the New York Guards, they haven't been able to keep up. I mean, seriously. The Aces assisted on 31 of 37 baskets in game two. That was the third highest assist rate in finals history, and I'll show you exactly how they got it done. Romy might take producer wrong, baby. Let's get into it. I mean, we talk about these no-look passes. This is in transition. Kia Stokes, underrated X-Factor, hit two threes in game two. Good target hand, good finish, sharing the ball. That's early. They want to beat you in the first five seconds of a possession. But when the shot clock goes down, watch this. Everyone touches the ball here. This was the play of the game. Attack. This is a bad pass. This is great awareness. And this is a clutch shot. Chelsea Gray, we're talking about how that arena was going crazy. Nothing louder than that moment. And when you get rest because you're up that big, that is a good note for the Aces going to game three. Now for the Liberty, though, they have really struggled on offense in this series. That's a credit to the obvious Aces defense, but they have to get the ball in the paint to force more switching actions because the, the Liberty, they're averaging less than 0.7 points per possession when the ball doesn't reach the paint. They have to play inside and out. So let's do it again, producer Ron. This is good offense for the New York Liberty. John Quell Jones has been their bread and butter. This pick and roll forces a switch. But Nigel Laney, who has been playing really well, they need to get her the ball more. Nice little bounce pass for the finish. She had 15 points in a quarter. Keep going to that. And again, Stewie has not been nearly as efficient playing, but there she gets the mismatch. Chelsea's guarding her. Look how easy this basket is. Turn around. That's what they have to stick with. The problem is everyone knows that they want to win the Liberty through their post. The reality is, is that their guards have not really had huge games. I think they have to play inside out. Guards, you also have a big on you when you're when you're able to get a switch. Don't just rely on Stewie and JJ because the first two games have been big swings for Vegas. And New York will need to respond and extend the series on Sunday. Remember this, y'all. Remember, no team has ever come back from a 2-0 hole in WNBA playoff history. These are two super teams and it's time what's up all i'm saying is that it is possible for one to be the oh, first that's one what I'm saying. that's all i'm he saying don't buy me this they are still super teams. thank don't you so me. very much i mean if the aces <laughs> can become the first team to repeat as champs since 2001 2002 sparks it all goes down on sunday if they close out the liberty they're going to be the first team in WNBA history to go undefeated in the playoffs wow. WNBA countdown tips off our coverage at 2 30 eastern on abc and the espn app all right let's get to the celtics and the philadelphia 76ers in preseason action last night no tatum or brown for boston no Embiid or harden for philadelphia we have yet to see them in the preseason thus far but we have seen tyrese maxey he gets in the lane and lays it in. And then on the next possession, once again, Maxi going to work, elevates, blows by the defense for the layup. Maxi was everywhere, all over the second quarter, knocks down a three here. He had 17 points. And then later in the second, ball swings out to Chris Dapp's Porzingis, and he knocks down the three. And then, just for good measure, let's end the half here. Drew Holiday, a little iso ball there, shows off his handles, drives. Oh, lays it in. Holiday Porzingis both with 11. Celtics get the win 112 to 101. Here is Nick Nurse after the game on whether or not we're going to see Embiid and Harden this preseason. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's important to get everybody in. You know, as, as 
as uh, as soon as they get ready to go. Um, it's certainly important that we see you know what it's like. And when it gets down to the last one, you're trying to get some kind of handle or sense of what your rotation's going to look like. They've still been doing everything. They're just um, not ready to, to play. Hopefully they'll be ready for the next game and they'll get a couple games under their belt. All right, so hopefully the next game, that's when we're going to see Harden and Embiid for the very first time as a duo. Well, well, not this season, yes. This is going to be the first time, but we know what the results are going to be. Like At the end of the day, James Harden is doing all of the little things. He's not doing the big things yet. He's doing the little things to be like, hey, I'm here, I'm a citizen, make sure you trade me. But <laughs> I'm I don't, a citizen. I'm a good citizen. All I'm saying is that if this progresses, I don't think that he's going to continue playing a good citizen. He's just doing it to make sure he's doing abiding by NBA rules. So for right now, he is that good citizen. Woj, you have reported on this show that the Clippers have shown interest in James Harden. Where do we stand on that now yeah the Clippers have spent the last couple weeks talking to teams around the league about their own 2028 unprotected first round pick uh, and potentially maybe another pick swap they have to see what value that has with other teams where somebody teams who have lots of first round picks or are going to be star hunting and think that has great value in a trade uh, can they get two first round picks for that can they get uh, maybe one unprotected, one protected pick? Because teams might gamble that they don't think the Clippers will be very good in 2028. That, mm. that pick could have a lot of value. And you talk to those teams, they expect the Clippers now very soon to go back to Philadelphia, go back to Daryl Morey, and uh, run some of these scenarios by him and see if any of these trades interest them where some uh, collection of those picks is valued more by Philadelphia than just that 2028 pick. But there's no rush here, right? What's Daryl Morey's motivation maybe to, to slow play this one? Daryl Morey's motivation is, is whatever he gets from the Clippers, he wants to be able to flip that uh, for another all-star level guard uh, that he can replace James Harden with. And so I think to slow play it, to take a combination of whatever the Clippers would give him and their own assets to go out and make a deal to replace James Harden because you are trying to win right now with Joel Embiid. I think the problem for this time of the year is who is that player or players out there that are available in the preseason, in training camp? Right. Those kind of players, they emerge as you get deeper into the season. Teams start to maybe look at going in a different direction. Maybe they're not going to re-sign a veteran player. They want to move off of him. The asking price this time of year for the players you might like to get to replace James Harden is going to be really high. Hmm. So there's not great motivation in Philadelphia necessarily uh, to think that a deal with the Clippers now you know, gets them the best value they can, the best player who might be available later in the year. And that's why this may play out over time, especially if the Clippers are not going to up their offer and include a Terrence Mann in a deal who has been uh, off the table in these talks so far. And it keeps the Clippers from saying, listen, we're not giving you two future first-round picks for a player in James Harden who might just be a one-year rental for us. But you're the Clippers and you go, we know we've made the best offer for James Harden. There's not a great James Harden market out there. So that's why this thing may be slow going uh, well into the season. Hmm. Well, the one thing for me is how does James Harden take all of this? Because right now you said the Clippers might switch some things. They might change some things to go back to Daryl Morey and the 76ers. So Daryl Morey can sit there and be like, ah, that's not enough. We need more. 
Come back a week later. Nah, it's not enough. We need more, which is true. They probably want more, but will they ever be able to get more? And that only comes from time. Right. The issue with that time is James Harden. Day to day. Is, is day to day. Sure. Like today he's good. Tomorrow, tomorrow he might know. not. So that's where it gets a little dicey of like how does that impact the overall 76ers and where they're looking to go in the future, even in this season. Right, and not to mention the Joel Embiid piece mm. in all of this as well, Woj. Right, and it, the Sixers believe they have Joel Embiid on board with this strategy because they can show him if we trade James Harden right now for what the Clippers are offering, we, we, it's going to be really hard for us to be a better team this season. Right. And that the play for Philadelphia is probably both of these percentages are very low. But there's perhaps a better chance that you can get James Harden engaged and playing at a higher level through this season yep. than it is you can flip those assets from the Clippers into somebody that gives you a chance with Embiid and Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey to be a championship contender. Let's bring our senior writer Zach Lowe into this conversation because Zach, as we're just sort of talking about this, the return that the Sixers have to get has to be good enough that they are still a contender because we talk about the East as the Celtics, we talk about them as the Bucks in some sort of order, and then it's the Sixers after that. What, what are you looking at in terms of how all of this shakes out? Only the Sixers. This could only happen to the Sixers, who just live in chaos year mm -hmm. after year after year. Yeah, the Bucks got better with Dame. The Celtics revamped their team, got Drew Holiday. They're better. They're the juggernauts of the East. If the Sixers could just be a normal, functional team, they could still go toe-to-toe -to -toe with those guys. They were up 3-2 against Boston in the second round just a few months ago and ended up losing the series. They wouldn't be favorites against them, but they could be contenders. They'd be in the inner circle of contenders. And yet here we are with James Harden not engaged, let's say, or just sort of banished from the team until they trade him, if that's the way it goes. <clears throat> They're not a contender. They're still damn good as long as Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid are there, but they're not on that level. That's needle one they're trying to thread. Needle two is, well, can we get through this year, have cap space this summer, get somebody with cap space? Oh, by the way, one of our potential targets, Drew Holiday, just got traded to a contender that may well extend him before then and take him off the market. Hmm. And needle three is, can we survive <laughs> so all needles. this with Joel Embiid still being content? That is really, really hard to do, and it just feels like they're walking kind of on eggshells until this gets resolved. And I think as soon as Monday... If he doesn't play in that preseason game in Brooklyn after Nick Nurse indicated he'd like him to, maybe that's the day. If he doesn't play in that game or their last preseason game, I think this escalates to um, is he just not going to play? I think by Monday we're going to learn at least one more bit of information here. Right, because not to get lost in all of this is Nick Nurse saying that we expect, that is the word that he used, to see James Harden and Joel Embiid in this next preseason game. And if that expectation is not met, <laughs> that is sending off some red flags, at least for me. We're going to continue to follow this story closely. Still to come on NBA Today, Timberwolves star Carl Anthony Towns. He is joining the show live. We're going to talk about why he thinks Minnesota is being slept on in the West. Plus, speaking of the West. As Richard yawns. <laughs> he's just, he needs a little coffee. Uh, Sun star Bradley Beal, we chat. And he told me why he's prepared for all of the championship expectations put on Phoenix this season. And Richard, yes. I know you're a little sleepy, but do you have your cell phone? Shanae has two phones out. You know so, it is. it is time. The NBA rank oh. top 10 players. They will reveal this morning. But we want to know who do you think should get the top spot on the list. Pull out your phone. Scan the QR code. Let us know. We will reveal the results at the end of the show. We'll be right back. You got one for business, one for work. They're all work.
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is brought to you by the new series Goosebumps, premiering tomorrow, Friday the 13th, on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. And you know what? I was going to wonder if it was a guy that was in, like, his fifth year or something. But it- Lucky are we. We now welcome in three-time NBA All-Star Minnesota big man Carl Anthony Towns. Kat, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Appreciate you having me. I, I really appreciate you being here. And as your, your shirt makes mention of is a nod to, it is Hispanic Heritage Month. And as we celebrate the contributions of more than 60 million Hispanic Americans, Latinos, Latinas, Latinx people, identifying people all over the world, as a Dominican American, what do you think is the importance of this cultural celebration? Uh, just to spread the love, the love that our culture has and um, love that my mother's family has. You know, it's been something that's been instilled in me since I was young to spread love and to spread the, to spread the energy and the, the positive vibes that uh, my mom's family has uh, given me since I was young. You played for the Dominican Republic at the FIBA World Cup this summer, and you made quite the impression, fifth in scoring for the entire championship, averaging 24.4 points per game. What did playing for your home country mean to you? It it meant everything. It meant everything to be able to represent my mother, her country, our country, and to be able to be back out there after so long. uh, I always told her, I I made a promise to her that I would always go back to play with the Dominican Republic. And... Mm. A man of my word. I've always wanted to be a man of my word, so glad I was able to keep my promise. And we can see that with the Dominican basketball shirt and then also Jackie, your mother's name, the necklace that you're wearing. I appreciate you being willing to share that that with us, Kat. I'm hoping we can talk a little bit about the Timberwolves season as well, because now you're coming into a season with with Rudy Gobert, with Ant, with yourself. Have the expectations, do you think, changed for this group? I think the expectations have always been the same, uh, especially since we acquired Rudy. Uh, just to be the best team we could be, go out there, play at a high level, and give ourselves a chance to win every night. Uh, obviously, we expect to win more. Uh, so we just go out there, do what we do best. Do you think that Minnesota potentially is being slept on in the West a little bit this year? Uh, you know what? I don't think we worry about that. I think we just go out there, get the job done every night. 
uh, give ourselves a chance to win and we'll be very happy with the results. I think at the end of the year, with our record, if we go out there and be competitive every night and play the way we know how to play. Carl, Richard Jefferson here. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, man? How I'm you doing? doing? I'm doing well. I got a question for you. I think you guys have three all-stars on your roster. You have all defensive, multiple all-defensive level players. Where do you think that you guys finish this year? If you guys are 100% healthy, are you guys a top four team? Are you guys a team that believes you can contend with the West best? I think, you know, obviously, God willing, health is on our side. And every day we worry about getting 1% better uh, in these practices, starting before Abu Dhabi when training camp started. I see us doing something special, and I see us being very happy with results after 82-game season. So uh, I think it's always up, it's always going to be up to us. Uh, the discipline we have all year through the ups and downs and just continue being a team and continue to have faith in each other and continue to trust each other. You're such a unique player, Carl. You've called yourself the greatest shooting big man in NBA history, and right now we're in this era of excellent big man like Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, yourself. Where do you put yourself in that group? Why is it that that's something that you push for yourself? Uh, I mean, the NBA is very spoiled right now in big man talent, so I think the fans could appreciate that. Um, I mean, if just for any kid, you know, any kid out there, it's the same thing. If anyone's going to believe in you, you got to first believe in yourself. So mm. the confidence has always been high about myself. And I know the work I put into the gym. I know the hours I put in. Uh, not everything has to be seen on social media. I know what I do every day. I know the work I put in. And I don't feel many people could outwork me. I don't think anyone can. Mm. I'm hoping we can end here, Carl. As a former number one pick, what's your advice for Victor Wembanyama? Speaking of this new era of big men, I know that you've seen him play. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the game. Uh, he's a special talent. Rudy Gobert has told me so much about him. Yeah. So I think if I could give him any advice, you know, what got him here is, is what makes him special. Uh, just continue to have that confidence, continue to play uh, his game, uh, and just stay healthy, take care of his body. And I think that's the biggest thing for him. I think we all don't doubt the talent that he possesses. Uh, I just want to see him healthy and uh, on the court. Kat, thank you so much for stopping by. We look forward to seeing what you and the Timberwolves do this season. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Coming up on NBA Today, the top 10 from our NBA rank. It was just released this morning, actually. So let's just say you might be surprised where LeBron James ended up on that list. We're going to show you in just a bit. And the Suns' big three, they might be the most dangerous scorers ever assembled. But Richard Jefferson, he has some thoughts on why we might need to pump the brake just for a minute in Phoenix. Plus, did you guys see Bryce Harper's epic stare down? It got us thinking. What is the best NBA stare down ever? Where does Perk and the Pepsi rank on that list? We'll be right back. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today. Originally from Greece, Giannis when you look at who's dominating the league, really all big men. Joel Embiid with a As long as the big man wins, we're gonna be fine. Throughout the week on ESPN.com, NBA Rank has been counting down the top 100 players in the league. It's a list that's put together by nearly 150 reporters, editors, producers, and analysts who vote on the results. And today, we finally got the top 10. So coming in at 10, and then at 9, we have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. The Lakers, they are the only team with two players to crack the top 10. So Richard Jefferson, I know there is nothing you like more, right, than talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Does it make sense to you that they are the team that has two in the top 10? Yes, and I think ultimately, if you look at the way uh, Anthony Davis played in the postseason, if you look at LeBron James and obviously his just overall resume, I think the only issue is, one, his health issues, and the other one, this guy's old. These guys would be higher on the list, but I think this is accurate. I think they are the only team in the league that has two top 10 players or two players that should be considered in the top 10. Well, remember when you think back, right, LeBron and Anthony Davis, they were ranked one and two respectively heading into the 2020 season. What happened that season? They won the title. Meanwhile, thank you, Richard. Yes. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, take a look at this right here. He vaulted 40 spots from last year's rank to land at number eight. Then you have Kevin Durant coming in at seven. You have Jason Tatum coming in at six here, both down one spot from the prior year. So with that, I do want to bring back in our senior writer, Zach Lowe. Zach, when you look at this group of players that is all ranked right here, 10 through six, what stands out to you, sir? Woo! Tatum over Durant is kind of spicy and yeah maybe reflects their current place in the league hierarchy the last time they met in the playoffs tatum celtics swept kevin durant's nest yeah remember kevin durant was on the nets that was a thing for a hot second but i think the phoenix suns their entire construction of their team is that kevin durant can reach that top three top four level again when it matters and i think phoenix and Milwaukee would both quibble with RJ saying the Lakers are the only teams that deserve to have two guys in the top 10. And where in the heck is Jimmy Butler? Hmm. When the chips are down in the 12. playoffs, 
Do we all not agree? Jimmy Butler is a top 10 player. I don't know who we got to knock out because all these guys are awesome. But if we're talking about dudes I want when it really matters, Jimmy Butler belongs in the top 10. Listen, I'll give you the Milwaukee one. I understand that. Jamal Murray, he is yet to be an all-star. Yes, he is a champion. I think this is the first year he makes the all-star game, but I can't put him in the top 10 yet. But how are we not talking about Shea? If you want to talk about a man that we are very curious about, he made a 50-whatever jump to this rank. What was the number again, Malika? 41. 41 jump, but this is what's crazy. I think their team can make a similar jump this year. Ooh. So this number eight could be neck higher by the end of the season. But Shea, he's that dude, but he's the only one on this top ten list yep. that doesn't have a playoff moment. He doesn't have that I'm Body that dude work. in the playoff. Regular season, that's for fans. Playoffs is for hoopers. Well, and so we could see the stock for both Oklahoma City and Shea Gilgis Alexander going up. But the thing is, the debate, it is only going to get even more intense as we focus in on the top five in NBA rank. As we say hello once again to Chanea Gumake and look over our shoulders at this. Steph Curry is five. Luka Doncic is four. And then you have Joel Embiid coming in at number three. So Steph, he has the career resume, but this list is about right now. Are you good with this, Chanae, that Steph Curry is behind both Luka and Joel Embiid? I'm only fine with this because it's about age. It's about longevity. Okay. Steph Curry is on cruise control during the regular season. Those guys are trying to make a name for themselves. Embiid coming off of an MVP season. Uh, Luka, we all expect him to have that very soon. Steph, been there, done that. Finals MVP, shut all the haters up. So I'm not mad at this as it pertains to how he approaches the regular season. We we all know he's capable of 50 pieces in the playoffs. Well, and then it's only going to get more intense right now. The final result Ooh. is out. The finals MVP, Nikola Jokic, came in at two. Giannis getting the nod for the top spot here. So both of these guys, they are NBA champions. They are finals MVPs. They have multiple MVPs. But the thing with rankings is, right, there can only be one. Oh! I don't know. I don't know why. Lord of the Rings, right? Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime? I thought it was Lord of the Rings. Did they get it right, Rich? What is it? No, they didn't get this right. No, they didn't get this right. Hi, precious. Hi, precious. This is why we're friends. Did they get it right? No, they didn't get it right. They didn't get it right. And I don't know if they have my list up, if they're ready for my list. We'll get to that later. At the end of the day, in my opinion, Jokic had one of the most dominant posts we've ever seen. We've, we've broken down his assists. We've broken down his rebounds. We're higher than Tim Duncan. He averaged more assists than Magic Johnson. He scored more points. And kept, we've broken it down. He is the best player in the world right now. And do you know who else would say that? Giannis Antetokounmpo. But he says he, that for a purpose. But he says that, right? it with a purpose, but he's still saying it because he, is a, he wanted that respect when he won the championship. Yeah. So he believed he was the best player in the world, and I thought so. And Jokic has taken that crown. That's just me, and now it's another season to go prove it. Right, because Giannis said, I don't want to be called the MVP again until I'm a champion. He doesn't want to be called the best player in the world if he ain't a champion. But that's the mind game of Giannis Antetokounmpo. When we started last season, I know everyone said he's the most dominant player, and I think health really dictated how people saw the end of the season and also the center race, right? So I still have Giannis just because when he's on the floor, we've seen him in the finals. I know it was a blowout uh, that we – not blowout, but I know Jokic, you know, he impacts the offense so much, but Giannis – in those big moments that we have seen, he's done things we've never seen before as well. 50 points, what was it, 20 points from the free throw line, making his free throws in those key clutch possessions. So I'm still going with Giannis just because we know all, you know, 
when he's healthy, he is unstoppable. I like the skill set of Jokic. I think the defense sort of separates a little bit. Okay. Particularly on where he, you know, affects every aspect of the game. And so I lean on both sides, but I think sometimes, Richard, you, you lean on, you know, just the skill factor, and that's fine as well. Well, we there, there's other things too, but we'll, we'll get into that a little later. We can't talk about, I feel like, I feel like we can't talk about Jokic and Giannis and not bring Zach Lowe into this Zachary. conversation. Zach. Zach, did the voters get this one right? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still reeling from, was that a gobble? Do you have one? The impression that Trude was Zach. doing, I haven't recovered from that. Thank you. I, I feel like you can. I, I feel, come on, give Zach's us a glass, Zach. Totally oh precious. No, no, sorry. no, no. <laughs> that was good. All right, get okay. back no, on track. No, 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 is what I say to the voters. The voters, whoever they are, whoever these 150 people are, because I don't think there are any of us, they did not get this right. Thank you. Jokic just won the finals, just won the finals MVP. He's won two MVPs since Giannis won his last one. Look, both these guys are awesome, but right now, as things stand right this second, Chene's right. Giannis is a better defender, maybe by this much. Jokic is a better offensive player, maybe by this much. That's how dominant he is offensively. If Nikola Jokic touches the ball, the Denver Nuggets are going to get a good shot every single time. That is the most valuable thing you can say about a basketball player. And right now, having climbed to the top of the mountain in the NBA, Nikola Jokic should have been at the top of this mountain. Not that anyone really cares. They're both amazing, but it should have been Jokic. I don't know. Some people care. I've seen players weighing in on Twitter about their <laughs> ex, about their rankings, all this stuff. So if you do not agree with the experts, then tell us what you do think. Because Giannis, he took the top spot in NBA rank this season. But is he your number one? Scan the QR code. Vote. You are running out of time, my friends, and we want to hear your voice on this. We're going to reveal the results at the end of the show. Still to come on NBA Today, I sat down with Sun star Bradley Beal. We talked about his fit with his new team, why they are the team to beat in the West. You're going to want to hear what he has to say next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You're watching NBA Today. The blockbuster in the NBA. The Suns are finalizing a trade for all-star guard Bradley Beal. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame all-star. Calling him just a scorer is diminishing who he is. Uh, we on the, uh, we on the, uh, two 
there's no in-between with this team. It's either you're getting to an NBA Finals and winning a championship, or this is going to be deemed a major, major disappointment. It has been five years since Bradley Beal was on the winning side of a playoff series, but that could all change this year after being traded to the Suns in June. He said that he was ecstatic about the chance to play in meaningful games every night. And recently, I spoke to Beal about leaving Washington and his next chapter of his basketball career. Just got sunnier in Phoenix. Beal's on his way to form a new big three with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I know I reached my ceiling. I'm ready to say I'm done. I'm starting back over. It all begins tomorrow. Bradley, after 11 years of doing training camp in Washington, you're sitting here in a Suns uniform. Does it feel weird? Does it take some getting used to? It's uh, bittersweet of knowing that you've been somewhere for so long and you've created a family there, you've established yourself there, and now it's like being a rookie all over again, yeah. uh, being drafted. But this is, this is exciting. Like, I feel like I belong. It's like a new chapter. This is an unbelievable opportunity, and it's definitely kind of changed my mindset moving forward. Change your mindset how? It's kind of unexplainable in some ways, you know, because I've never played around so much firepower and so many talented guys. Have you ever come close? It's not necessarily like bailing on DC, but you've got to team up with someone else. It's a part of the game. I definitely gave it some thought, but end all be all, like I ended up staying and, and I feel like that was the best decision for me. So can you just take me inside the moment that that changed, why you decided that now was the time? It's kind of like a mutual decision between Washington and I. We wanted it to work super bad. We can either try to run it back with what we had or we can, you know, try to dismantle it and, and rebuild the program. And that's kind of what both sides agreed to, what was best for, I mean, for everybody involved. I mean, it was one of the toughest decisions ever. He's a scoring machine, league leader in clutch time points. And I know that the brother can put up 25 in his sleep. The Phoenix Suns with this big three should be the favorite of winning next year's title. You won three playoff series in Washington. Now you're in a situation where you're trying to win four in one season to go on to win a championship. How does your game elevate? How does it change? What have fans forgotten about what your game can do at that level? That's why I'm here. It's something we always dream about as kids. If you want to play in big games, you want to play in meaningful games. And uh, this organization is going to be that. You know, we're, we have targets on our back every single night. And so I knew that, you know, once the request was put in, what I was signing up for, you know, what I was stepping into. And so I know there's a lot of big shoes to fill. So what's the ceiling for this team? We're shooting for a championship. It's not going to be easy. It won't be a cakewalk. But we know that we have the intangibles. We have the pieces to do it. And it's up to us to go out there and make it work. So it's only the preseason, but we've gotten a little sample size, 15 minutes of Booker, KD, Beal all together on the court. Zach, please come back to L.A. I need you here. Come on, The adults in the room. There are some unknowns. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You know what? I'm just going to... Chanae. Yes. You and me. I got you, girl. What's going to be the key, the piece to seeing the Suns win a championship? Eject Richard. Okay. Uh, the key is going to be watching the center position, mm -hmm. the center position, because if we look at that perimeter between Beal and Kevin Durant and all those pieces, it's going to be really impressive. We've seen it in those 15 minutes that they're super talented, but they're going to have to go up against guys like Anthony Davis. They're going to have to go up against guys like Jokic and B eventually if they make it to the NBA Finals. Even Zion. You can say, how do you guard that guy? And so I'm looking at the center position. Nurkic is great, but I'm not sure how that pieces up against the guys that are one, two, and three on the list, right? So looking at how they handle that position will dictate how they move forward and contend for a championship. Zach? 
It's defense. This team's offense is going to be amazing. And it's it's not fair, not that Shanae was doing this, to put the entire defense question on Yusuf Nurkic. He's going to be a big part of it. And boy, oh boy, that Aiton-Nurkic trade was a big vote of no confidence in DeAndre Aiton. But that's a story for another day. Kevin Durant. We've seen him play elite, elite defense, shot blocking, protecting the rim, rebounding when it really matters. Does he still have that in him in the playoffs at age 35? Booker has become a really solid defender. Beal, I expect him to be better now that he's playing for a team with real stakes. Eric Gordon, can they play that small ball group and, and, and survive defensively? That's on all of them to gang rebound, to get in there and muck it up. And the last thing, offensively, they are going to be awesome. I am curious. When you play play the very, very best teams, the best defenses, are they going to get off enough threes to mm. make the math work? As great as these guys are as mid-range shooters, they're all going to have to buy into when the ball comes to me and I'm open behind the arc, I got to let it fly. We got to make the math work a little bit better for us. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It is time for me to explain why I am the 37th smartest person in the world when it comes to basketball. So I want to explain to you. What? I want to explain to you why I have issues. And it, they're not issues as if they're wrong. They're issues as if we need to see. So now we know about Kevin Durant. We know about Booker. We know about Beal. And even in the point that he made when he was talking to JJ, he's got to win four series. Now, this is a man with an injury history. Obviously, a lot of players do have injury history. But to never have that type of journey before and say you're going to be a part of a journey. But my biggest issue is the point guard. Now, it doesn't need a traditional point guard. I know we're in positionless basketball. But these are three scoring assassins. And you're going to ask these three scoring assassins to distribute the ball. Now, a lot of that's going to go fall on the Frank Vogel. And who's going to be their point guard and why because other big threes let's throw up another let's give another example of big threes that we can talk to in history bird mikhail Parrish. do you know who else they had they had dennis johnson he was a finals mvp in seattle i'm giving you guys a history lesson this man is a hall of fame point guard helped helm this also had danny ainge so you know that they had enough guards around this front court one of the greatest front courts in history give me another list of a big three all right, you got James, you got Wade, and you got Bosch. Now, I think these guys, especially LeBron James, he's top five all-time in assists. He is a distributor. That's what he does. Chris Bosch, great at playing out of the post because he was a focal point from the point uh, from the post. D-Wade, we know D-Wade. But you know who else they had? They had Mario Chalmers. They had Mario Chalmers. Right now, if Mario Chalmers, the Miami Heat Mario Chalmers, was on that Phoenix Suns, he would be their starting point guard. Trust me, that's how important it was that you still had LeBron James. Give me another one, should we? Should we talk about this? Because I'm just showing you that there's no big three that's done it, so we got to see. So now you got Steph, you got KD, and you got Clay. Oh, man, these guys are three elite scorers, yes. But you know what else they had? They had Draymond, one of the great distributors of all time. They had Andre Iguodala. They had Livingston. They had so many guys that were distributing the ball that could play. If Clay's taking a couple crazy shots, because that's Clay, you know what Draymond's going to do? Draymond's going to go dribble hand off the the other way because he understands the game at a high level. He's not a traditional point guard, but that's what he does. So if you can show me any big three that has been extremely successful without elite point guard play or point guard management, the one caveat I will give you is the Chicago Bulls when they had their big three, but they still had guys that knew how to play and then they ran a triangle offense. So their offense was the distribution. So that's for me when I look at every big three. 
who is it that's going to distribute the ball? When Kevin Durant's missed a couple of shots, is who's going to be like, I got to go to the other guy? Mm. Because you need that. It's not. It's still positionless basketball, but you need a point guard. And I, I had more. I, we could keep talking about Look, more. I mean, guards. what I am hearing you say is that this is a lethal big three, but yes. we have never seen a big three like this before. Never. And we'll see could if it's going ever. to work yeah. out. Could be the best ever. Or, as Bobby Mark said in that inbound, it, it could be a disappointment. You need talent to form a big three, which begs the question, who is the number one player in your minds at home in NBA ranks? So please get out your phones. Chanae's got out like six phones right now. <laughs> at this point, right? She is scanning all of them to let us know the results are coming up in just a little bit. I got two phones. For work and for work. Oh. <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> We have a special edition of Top of the Top, Ooh. the best stare-downs in NBA history. Richard, did everyone ever stare you down? Just no, us on the no, show? No, unfortunately. You did it, though. I, I did a lot you of stare-downs. Still do. Top body catcher. Five. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First and third now with two outs and Harper coming up. And there's a high fly ball. Deep right field. Harper watches it fly. Look at the stare down of Orlando Arceus. Harper, high fly ball, center field. He's watching. It's gone. Harper with a rainmaker and another stare down. Swing. Bryce Harper. Hit Respect, two Bryce. massive home runs for the Phillies last night, each one accompanied with a spicy little, you know, one of the stare downs. So we thought it'd be fun to do a little top of the top stare downs. And Richard, we're going to get it started right now with your got? boy, Allen Iverson. Oh, the step over. Look, oh. I, we used to joke with T. Lou about this. He's like, man, we want 4 1. You can step over me every damn day if you want. He's like, you want to step over some? Step over these rings. Okay. That's what he said. Look, okay. AI, okay. AI is a legend. Okay. So AI, so AI, you know the respect. But he, like, like T. Lou was like, cross me up. That's my job. You think I wouldn't go get crossed up guarding Allen Iverson in the finals? It wasn't just a stare down, though. It was the step over. Yeah, it was, that a, was a combo. It was an added level. And then we have James Harden. Remember the, this, this ankle oh, breaker? Man. Y'all remember the graphics that happened from this? This is the best. Well, first of all, <laughs> yeah, it's that. the lick of the lips. It's the oh, lick no. of the lips. If you don't sit, do it. Back if you up, sitting there, no, if you sit it, there and somebody does that, go. Oh, no. That's not cute. Lincoln bio. Uh, so, that's what I'm saying. If you do something like that, man, I'm telling you. All I right. had a follow-up, but I'm not. Yeah, we're going to go to the next one. LeBron James on Jason Terry. 
I don't like this, man. I don't like that, this dog. This is the laser beam. You, you dunk it on my wildcat. Watch that, bro. Next time I see you, I'm going to have problems with you. And what you going to do about it, Richard? Gonna, listen, nothing, Please, tell me nothing, what you're going to do. Thank you. I'm going to have a long talking to, to you about it. Don't do that to my wildcat, brother. I can't disrespect JT. A long, like a long talk too. All right. What one. about Giannis's? <laughs> this is more recent. Remember, this is his 2021 little oop stare down. Remember, Drew gets a steal, throws it up to Giannis, and then Giannis says, "Oh, I yeah. don't like this one. I don't like this one. This one's lower because who was he staring at? Right? T. Lou, T. Lou, he got looked at. People get bodied and looked at. Giannis was staring off into space. He was staring re- into somebody's soul. Yeah, one of the fans or something, but not one of the players. <laughs> okay. And, and, and you Giannis like it when it. it's at a player. Yeah. It's okay. like, bro, we did this. Okay. What are you talking about? Okay. Like, I don't want to dunk and then steer the crowd. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. then you have. This might Listen be the greatest the of all time. <laughs> that right there gets you thrown out of the game yes. right now. Correct. That's a felony Ooh, in three states. That is. Got Mom that, out here watching them play against that, that is a whose baby is that? That is disrespectful. That is, yeah. <laughs> That's where the whose baby came from. Like, yo, he might as well take the ball, sign it to him, right? toss it to toss him. It to him. Yeah, say, hey. 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 This is hey. your last chance before it is too late. Get your votes in. Who is your top player? Richard, we appreciate you. Yes, thank you so very Beautiful. much. Scan right there. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Van White, that's you. Black. Black, Van Black. Van Black. <laughs> We asked, and you all answered. All week, we have been covering the NBA rank release on ESPN.com. We have been asking who is number one on your list. Nikola Jokic goes home with 47% of the vote, followed by Giannis, Embiid, others. Can I say something? Please. So, my take was pre-coffee. Jokic at one. Your take was pre-coffee. Yes. And so now, now you've had a cup of coffee. From the WNBA Finals, it's Jokic at one, for sure. Yeah, what? Like, You're not changing hey, The dude fine. almost averaged a triple-double yeah, through just, the whole I'm just letting the people know. The, On this show, we reward winners. Yes, Thank you. 100%. We reward Thank champions. You. Thank and you. So I stand. I have I stand. no problem with America. No, I have, I have no problem. One thing, I, one of the things that I was talking about was basketball IQ is not included in some of these things. And there are players, in my opinion, yeah. like Jimmy Butler. That his grit. His grit. No, that's what I'm saying. His grit ups him. Right? LeBron, his basketball like you ups him. him. But Jokic, he's number he's one there. right now. But we'll see if that flip-flops again this year, if we have a new <laughs> champion, if the Nuggets repeat. We're getting Ooh-wee. to that time. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. We'll see you tomorrow.